Hello and welcome to I Love It, Don't You? A podcast where friends share with friends whether they love it or not. I'm Elizabeth. I'm Kim. And I am Janelle. And today we are going to talk about Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Um, And if you've never heard of this movie before, it is a horror comedy story about two rednecks played by Alan Tudyk and Tyler Labine who just want to remodel their vacation home deep in the woods. Too bad there's all of these college kids um, that are camping nearby and kind of think they're murderers. So naturally, death, blood, and several improbable and probably unlivable head injuries ensue. (laughs) So today, uh, I have seen it, and Elizabeth has seen it, but Kim is our newbie to this wonderful movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, what what are uh, your first thoughts about it, Kim? I liked it. it, Yay. it <laughs> <laughs> My heart was going to hurt if you didn't like this movie, like, really bad. List of favorites of all time? No. Oh, but it is on mine. So uh, <laughs> but but it, was, it was better than I expected. Yay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it wasn't exactly what I expected. Like, I'd heard about it. I'd kind of looked into it or whatever, but... Like, I'd seen a few scenes, and they seemed really graphic, and I tend to stay away from those things. But no, I I did like it. It was very enjoyable, very stupid. I I mean, I think it's stupid in a smart way. (laughs) (laughs) Not not stupid in a bad way, but very, very funny stupid. Um, But I I did like it. It wasn't like I was beating the wall with my head going, I'm going to kill Janelle. For making you watch this. Hey, I, uh, I don't have a response, honestly. <laughs> I'm just really ecstatic that you liked it. That I'm not out to kill you now. Yeah. Good. Well, I mean, that would be whatever. But I'm glad that you liked it. <laughs> <That'd> be... <laughs> Worst things have happened. <laughs> then death? Yeah. Okay. I just ate five cookies last night. <laughs> That's worth it. Worse than death. I mean, it tastes better than death. <laughs> it does wor- taste don't better. No, I think I'm going insane because I'm just excited right now. Okay, fair enough. So, what was your favorite? Did you have like a favorite part, or like what? What did you think when it opened? Like, what did you think of the opening of the movie? And where did you hear about it before? When I was in my Firefly stage, probably Alan Tudyk. Oh yeah. Um, and when I was watching like a lot of panels or whatever with anything Nathan Fillion and. When you have Nathan Fillion, normally you have Alan Tudyk too. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where like I'd heard about it and stuff. But let's see. Okay, you asked me like three questions at once. So what question would you like me to answer? <laughs> Whichever one you can answer. <laughs> like, you might not remember the opening or anything, or like you don't might not remember. Well, do you need a refresher like, on what the opening is? The opening is on the road, right? Yeah. Where they're. But, like, I just love the opening. I love it when um, Dale and Tucker come driving by in their pickup. And, like, uh, it's just so great. Well, the real opening, though, is actually, it's very, very quick, and it's easy to forget it. Um, I mean, this was my third or fourth time watching it, and I thought it was completely different. The real opening is actually a flash to the end. And actually tells you absolutely everything oh. about it because it's these the reporters that end up getting attacked. They've just filmed a story. That's right. And yeah. then they're attacked by somebody that's all mangled and everything. That's right. That's yeah. Right. But then it immediately goes into just this super awkward convenience store scene with yeah <laughs> with Dale 
Oh, damn. And as poor as... Let's... Let, okay, let's... Do you guys know the difference between Tucker and Dale? A lot of people get them confused, and I finally have not, have worked it out. Okay, Duff, is Dale the one with the beard and Tucker's Alan? Yeah, Tucker is, is played by Alan. Dale is played by Tyler Labine, who... The only thing I know him from, he's from several, like, Canadian TV shows and stuff... Um, but he was in the show Reaper that lasted, I think it was like two seasons, and he played the guy named Sock. Okay. Okay, to be honest, I will probably refer to Tucker as Alan Tudyk no, and that's chill. Um, Dale as not Alan Tudyk. So just... Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's chill. That's fine. Um, yeah, that convenience store was so funny. And then when Dale tries to go over and talk to her... Oh, <laughs> oh no. just laugh. It makes you sound confident. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. for like five and, minutes. With and a he scythe. has like yeah. a scythe over his head. <laughs> it kind of, it, it hurts. It's so cheesy. And I felt so, I like laughed at, I laughed, but I also felt kind of bad for Dale in that moment. I was like, oh, Dale. <laughs> Which I mean, and I automatically pretty much didn't like the college kids because. Yeah, I tend not to like those type of characters, anyways. Mm-hmm. And they did well at making you not like the college right. kids. Yeah, I was gonna say you're supposed to not like them. Right. I think. It's and was it Chad? Was that his name? Chad. Chad. Every freaking Chad. Oh my the, gosh. The biggest douche of them all. Yeah, I oh, think yeah. they tried to make him as as stereotypically like hurtful, like frat boy possible did you notice he had a pop collar the entire time oh my gosh i loved his inhaler (laughs) that was so great i don't remember what we were asking you though she was asking about the first scene and then i think favorite scene and i really don't know like because i watched it saturday night but then i've been in like Mm -hmm. non tucker and dale right right um so trying to think back to like what my favorite scene was. I don't know that Do I know I'm stealing it, but I'm trying to think to maybe help her jog her memory. I don't even know that I have a favorite scene. Yeah. I think I have a favorite it's line. So fun. Okay, what's your favorite line? I love it when Tucker like it's after um one of the college kids like went into a wood chipper. <laughs> and Tucker to Dale is like, I think I know what's going on. It's a suicide <laughs> pact. <laughs> And Dale is like, we have to go to the police. And he's like, what are we going to tell them? A bunch of college kids are killing themselves while we're trying to do my morning chores? Like, I just thought it was so funny. I don't know. Just really funny. Which, we forgot to slap this on there. This is going to be like a massively spoilery episode. Not that every episode of our podcast isn't going to be full of spoilers. But this one really is. Because the entire plot of the movie is is flipping the horror genre on its head taking the stereotypical cabin in the woods scenario where a bunch of college students would be killed by you know inbred redneck horrible people you know hills have eyes type situation um and flipping it it's on its head to where these college students are going actively going after these hillbillies to kill them because there's a misunderstanding the entire movie has the theme of it's one giant misunderstanding and it's almost like what if like it's like i don't it's so funny like if every horror movie was actually just like a bunch of misunderstandings (laughs) you know like just like i mean i obviously that's not true but like 
um, just all those little ways they were able to take like the typical horror scene mm-hmm. and then make it just completely funny. Just turn it on its head. Yeah. I think it, talking about favorite lines, and this is this is how um, one of the things that I wrote down, if I can find it in my notes, everything's really blown out of proportion and it plays on perspective. Because there's the one line when Tucker and Dale have been fishing and um, the college girl that we're supposed to like, Allie, she slips off a rock and falls into the water because she sees Tucker and Dale like accidentally happening upon her and thinks that um, they're watching her. Um, So when they fish her out of the water and they rescue her, she's all like, you know, passed out and everything. So they go over to her friends and they say, hey, we got your friend. (laughs) And the college students are just like freaking out because from their perspective, we got your friend means you're next. Yeah. (laughs) And not, hey, come here. We have your friend. She needs medical attention. <laughs> so it's every every line is like carefully crafted. Well, every line that the two groups share when they interact is carefully crafted so that from one side's perspective, it's going to be incredibly harmful, and from the other perspective, it might be harmful as well, but in a different way, or it might be completely innocuous. Yeah, and it's. I think it is so clever. Um, and they weave it into the plot, too. Did you guys notice that with Allie? She's always, like, talking about, I think that so many things just happen from misunderstandings, and I always just want to, like, fix problems and things like that because people just need to learn to communicate better. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Throughout the entire movie. That was a really nice touch, yeah. It was so good. And that's that's one of my favorite parts for sure. And we then also, like, this is towards the end, but also when uh, Dale and Chad and are at the table and Allie is, like, mediating between them. And uh, she's like, let's talk, let's share both sides. That is a good part, You know, yeah. oh, it was so funny. And then Dale, Chad tells his side of the story. And Dale is like, <laughs> it goes well, back to I... Be- <laughs> it goes back to before birth. And they're like, not that early. <laughs> not that far. <laughs> Not that far. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so Chad tells this, like, story about his parents being brutally murdered by hillbillies. And then Dale's like, well, that wasn't me. Like, I was, like, <laughs> I was, like, six when that went down. So now he's like, does everyone feel better? And she's like, yeah. Yeah, I do feel better. <laughs> like, oh, he's so funny. Oh. What did, what did you guys think um, about... The, I don't know if I'm taking this away from your your time. I'm very sorry. No, I think we've moved on. Okay. Then. One of my favorite things in the movie, basically everything's my favorite thing about the movie, but one of my favorite things in the movie is the accuracy of it, in a way. Mm-hmm. It's set in Appalachia, and even though it's shot in Canada, <laughs> they've got, like, the clothing is perfect, the, I feel like I was back home, you know, with, with the rednecks. Okay. Um, the clothing is perfect. They've got it down to where Tucker, um, Alan Tudyk, even has, like, a whole bunch of uh, uh, dip, like, shoved into his lip half the time. And the accents are great. Because so often in Hollywood, they go, like, way overboard. I was going to say, mm-hmm. the accents didn't distract me, so that's a good yeah. point. Because... 
a lot of times they distract me because living in this area and knowing mm-hmm. right. actual accents. But yeah, they didn't distract me. So mm-hmm. I didn't pick up on the fact that they were good accents because they were good accents. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and for Alan, it kind of makes sense because if I remember right, he's from Texas, I think. So he kind of, he can pick up a, a Southern drawl easier mm-hmm. than most people probably. Um, but Tyler, uh, who played Dale, is from Canada. And he did, like, such a good job. Like, yeah. it's occasionally a little bit over top. But it's, I don't know, it's just great. And the fact that their property is covered in, like, old broken down cars. Because I don't know about over mm-hmm. here, but in West Tennessee, where I'm from, that is such a common thing. You'll just wander through the woods and it's like, oh, there's this ancient, like, Model T Ford that's right. just in the middle of the woods for no reason. Yeah. Um, I just, the authenticity behind a lot of the stuff was really cool to me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, this is not playing to authenticity. I mean, at least I'm not sure. I've never been to a cabin like that in the woods, <laughs> but I love it when they drive up and they see the cabin and they're like, this is like a mansion. Right. <laughs> they're so excited. So excited so about So excited it. about all the cars that are laying around too. He's like, is that ours? Is that our car over there too? And the the uh, coupon for like the hot dogs oh, right. or whatever. <laughs> like they look through all of these clippings about all these murders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And focus in on the coupon. <laughs> and it's funny because it comes off almost like, ha ha ha, they're dumb. But it's on the other hand, it's like no no no, they're just like major optimists. Is yeah. what it is. Because they, they don't look for the, oh, my gosh, this is a creepy cabin. Mm-hmm. They're right. like, oh, an archaeologist must have been here. Yeah. When there's, they're just, like, really... When there's wind chimes made out of bones. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, sweet guys. They're, like, nice they're guys. They're you know? sweet guys. Which is, just makes the whole situation, you know, even more funny. Funnier. And I, I did love that they had Dale actually be really smart. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like, he remembers everything. And like, right. But he doesn't realize that he's smart. And, mm-hmm. like, that just, mm-hmm. I really liked that. That's that's a really cool subplot, too, mm-hmm. how Tucker and Dale's relationship evolves. Right. And, like, when poor little old Tucker is, like, half dying, like, laying by a tree, and he's telling him about, like, how good of a man Dale is. Right. I'm like, yeah. this is perfect, and it fits right in with the story. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like it's shoehorned at all. Um, yeah. I mean, like, even, like, in that first, like, uh, convenience store scene, they, he, Tucker tells Dale, go over there, just talk to her. They're just mm-hmm. people, right. you yeah. know? Like, you can do it. Um, what does he say? You're not as ugly as you think you are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, just being supportive in that kind of way. <laughs> I was going to say, really yeah, cute. I really do think there are, like, a number of underlying lessons in mm-hmm. the movie, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, I wasn't expecting that. And you can watch it and totally disregard those. Right. But, you know, you can also definitely, like, pick up on, like, don't don't judge people by how they look. Like, you know, yeah. and, and all of that kind of turning everything on its head. But also, like, there actually was kind of... A subtle message in it, but not where you felt like you were being hit over the head with it. Yeah. But just right. you could definitely, like, see that mm-hmm. once you got done watching it. And you could even, like, say that about Allie, you know? Mm-hmm. She, um, 
because like she goes out and starts helping with the out household, mm-hmm. you know, and like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I love at the end when he gives her the helmet, you know, because he's like, "If you're always being non-conscious." But back to the out household. Okay. Oh my like, gosh. When her friends then come up, look, <laughs> he's making her dig her own grave. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is about perspective. Right. <laughs> I, that's another one of my favorite lines in the movie is when Dale is trying to find, and I, there's no way I could be able to quote it, but when he's trying to find the proper way of saying a <laughs> Oh, yeah. And he, he, he doesn't know how, and instead of saying an outhouse hole, he goes through every variation of hole he can figure out. <laughs> Did you guys notice, this is, because I, I have a couple of, like, negatives that I want to go to in a little bit. But first, did you guys notice a lot of the like hidden humor in the movie? <laughs> okay. This is what I want an example. This is what I wanted to talk to you about like prior to us recording and I almost couldn't like hold it in. Mm-hmm. Um a horrible er- old person thing about myself is that I watch everything with closed captioning if I can. Oh yeah, I do that too. Um Partly because I just get distracted and and I miss out on things. But also because there are rare times where they include things in the closed captioning that they either have clipped out of the audio and don't have there anymore or is so, it's it's meant to be background noise, Mm -hmm. but there's actually words there. And this movie (laughs) is one of the best examples I think I've ever seen. I actually wrote it down. in the first scene when Tucker and Dale are inside the shop ordering things, like Tucker is up at the desk, um, at the at the service counter ordering stuff, a couple of the things when the shop owner is listing back everything that Tucker has asked for, <laughs> did you hear all of that? I heard, okay, tell me, tell me what the... <laughs> the shop over, owner starts uh, reading off the list and it actually includes such things as feminine napkins, and lubricated condoms. I thought I heard lubricated condoms. For, <laughs> specifically for Tucker and Dale. <laughs> and there's no explanation. There's nothing else in there other than that. That's and it kills me. Because there's subtle, like, homosexual themes between them throughout the entire thing. And for the fact that they have yeah. lubricated condoms kills me. And feminine napkins, because I'm... I'm why? <laughs> Who knows? What if it pretty? I think it would <clears throat> maybe would have been too much. But if that if Dale had used one of the feminine napkins to like um, for Allie's head, one of the times <laughs> that she hit it, <laughs> that would have been bleeding. hilarious. But that didn't happen. No. <laughs> Take notes, that, Alan Tudyk, because yeah. I think they're making a second one. By the way. Oh my gosh. Okay, wait. Who wrote it? Was it Alan Tudyk? No, but he was heavily involved in it, if I remember okay. right. Um, both he and Tyler Labine, though, they de- they definitely want to come back for the second one. I saw interviews with them, and they were like, Fingers oh, crossed. yes. <laughs> um, so that was one of my favorite things, and that's the only example that I have written down, and I watched this, unfortunately, like two weeks ago now, um, so I don't remember what else. But there's other little hidden things like that that are just so funny. Yeah. Um... 
And then the cheesy acting. What do you guys think about some of the cheesy acting? Because some of it's meant to be really, really cheesy. Yeah, I think the kids' acting was like, meant to be, like... Um, yeah, the college kids seemed but, like it was, yeah, supposed to be cheesy. And, like, I'm trying to think of, like... I mean, they, I, almost as if they're, like, uh, characters of, like, mm-hmm. um, kids from a horror movie. Like, right. Uh, I'm trying to think of one. Um... Oh, just any. I know what you did last summer. Yeah, they're supposed to be super stereotypical. Like, they get excited about one blunt. Oh, yeah, that was (laughs) so Did you notice that they pull out one blunt and they all go, woo! (laughs) That was so awesome. And then the girl in the back who was, like, like freaked out and then was like, we forgot the beer, you know? (laughs) Um, Was really funny. Oh, yeah, and we could even talk about, like, there was one black... Wait, there were two black people, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, everybody else was white. And I feel like that was done on purpose. You they know? didn't die first, though. They, they did didn't not. die at first. They didn't. They were Who actually two of the last ones. Um, Who died first? Um, it was a lot of the guys, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. it was one of the white guys. There were two impalings, and right. one of them, I think, was the first one to die, if I remember correctly. But I'm trying to remember. When running from the bees. Yes. When Alan Tudyk, or when Tucker is running from the bees. and Another uh, perfect example yeah. of cheesy acting. Who, who <laughs> runs around waving a chainsaw? <laughs> My only guess is it's to spread the smoke to, like, get the bees to go away or something like that. But that is the funniest thing, how he's swinging it around. Yeah. And it plays on the perspective thing because he's trying to like shoo the bees away and everybody just thinks he's a maniac running through the woods with a chainsaw (laughs) which he still is which i mean yeah but yeah so the fact that they have white males die first totally is one of the ways in which they flip the horror Mm -hmm. thing on Mm -hmm. uh, on its head too i do like how the um one girl um is keeps saying like why aren't we leaving <laughs> like mm-hmm. why are we still here right why are we still here i don't know how many times she said that in the, the movie but it was great and the white one white girl who cannot get off her phone and then the <laughs> finally chad takes it out of her hand it was like i don't know why you're on this it's not even working <laughs> it's not even working well one of the the things that i think is impressive about the movie is that oh, i wish i'd gone back to count all of them But there's something like, I think six college students, probably just just guessing off the top of my head, six of them, the one, the the sheriff or whoever he is, all of them die. Only one of them was intentional out of all of, well, he doesn't even die either, spoiler alert. But there's only like one intentional death. Everybody else is entirely accidental. Mm -hmm. Leaping into wood chippers, running into branches, all of this stuff. And it's just, it's the funniest thing to me that nothing is intentional in this movie. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Leaping into wood chippers like you do. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. That was probably the dumbest one out of all of them. Yes. And it just goes straight for it. And there's like, no Alan, way that can turn out well for anybody. I was going to say, that was the scene I had seen, and I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Was like, it too gory for you? Like, it how ended was up not gory? being. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I don't like a lot of those scenes. I'm like, ugh. But it wasn't, like, as bad as I thought it would be. Okay, do you think, like, because of, like, the context of the movie, it wasn't too bad? Or is it just because it could have been gorier and that would have, like, turned you off? Like, it, I'm just wondering, just. It could have been gorier, I think. And that's what turned... Okay. Um, like, because I was afraid, like, the wood chipper was going to be, like, 
Yeah. Like, 30 to 45 minutes of that. Like, where the deaths are mm-hmm. kind of spread out versus, like, mm-hmm. if it was just kind of, like, a 30 to 45 minute focus on that. Like, which it could have, you know, yeah. movies could have easily done. That's yeah. what I was kind of afraid of. Okay. Um, and why I didn't really want to watch it before. Right. Yeah. Um, and, like, it could have been a turn off for you if that was the case. Right. Okay. Well, do you guys think that's the worst death all out of all of them? Because I, I don't. It has the most blood, but I don't think it's the... What's, what do you think is the worst The day? most violent one. I think the most violent one is definitely the one where um, the kid accidentally gets... Impa- I have to laugh yeah. every time. Where he accidentally gets impaled. The the second one who falls into uh-huh. the, <laughs> the crapper hole on top of Dale. Because <laughs> it's horrifying. Yeah. Because poor Dale... Him and his, like, big teddy bear self, he's just screaming, and the guy's, like, slowly lowering down on top of him, and it's, that one to me is the worst out of all of them. Um, what, what about to you guys? I don't know which one. Uh, yeah. So you've got, uh, this isn't the death, but weed whacker to the face. You have... Uh, um, oh, explosions. Weed to the face was bad. <laughs> that was really bad. <laughs> that was really bad. <laughs> and the guy's just like, oh, baby, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I think the one that you said was going to be the one I, w- I was thinking of. Um, it's, it's the most tragic. It's not the most gory, but it's the uh, most, like, yeah. if somebody dove into a wood chipper in front of me. It would you be horrifying, but you don't see their face anymore. Like, dude went in head first. Yeah. This guy that falls on him in the hole is, like, face to face. Right. Dying. Uh, yeah. It's terrible. And I feel like I a feel horrible like that person one, for laughing at it. I feel like that one would take longer than the wood chipper. Oh, totally. Yeah, I think true. in the movie, the what guy in the wood chipper actually lasted too long in that wood chipper. Like, in real life, that would have gone much faster. Well, there was a lot of, like, Twitching. I don't yeah. know. I don't think any of that Look, was like, actually I die, alive. I instantly be motionless. Like, I don't want to feel anything. Like, I want to be just gone. Well, anyway. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? To get into the science of it, um, I, I, I think the, it. there would still be reflexes after that. Because your body so. kind of goes insane. I don't think he was alive after <laughs> Okay. After <laughs> his head impacted the wood chipper blades. He was wiggling his legs a lot, I felt like. But <laughs> he also has a giant motor that's, oh, that's trying to point. grind that, him Yeah, down. that's a good point. This is apparently the podcast where you also get science lessons and guilt-tripped and You won't get science disgusted. lessons from me or Elizabeth, <laughs> but maybe from you, Janelle. Yeah. Not even major science lessons because I don't know what I'm talking about. But we'll um, attempt pseudoscience. <laughs> so, weaknesses. Do you guys have any weaknesses for the movie? Oh, uh, that's a good question. <clears throat> I mean, aside from... I feel like there was some cheesy acting in there that was less intentional or maybe just not done well. But mm. aside from that, I'm trying to think because I don't know. I can't I can't pick a moment of cheesy acting or anything. I can't think of... Thi- I mean... I think they did everything really well, especially even the camera work was like mm. classic horror movie camera work, and then they were able to even, and then they used it to their advantage, you know? Like, I think even that part of it was well, just really I, smart. Sorry. Go ahead. The one line I'm thinking about is the, it's true, Chad, 
you're half hillbilly. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it's funny, but I also feel like it, was, it wasn't done quite as well as it could have. It's so cringy to me. It uh, Maybe okay. that's just me. I don't know. <laughs> Only wa- yeah. having watched it once, like, I haven't watched it enough to analyze it to pick out weaknesses. I'd have to watch it more, I think, to kind of really be like, that part doesn't really go. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just one watching... I don't know it as in depth as mm-hmm. you. You you were just like taken up in the awesome. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. Yeah, can't you give me this one? I said sure, we'll go with that. That was so sarcastic. This is me. I'm looking at your face. This is me. <laughs> I don't know how not to do sarcasm. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. So, do y'all have a favorite death scene? Is it bad if I say that the super violent one is? <laughs> I think the no. wood chipper is one of my favorites. The I, wood chipper is great. I kind of really liked the where everybody got set on fire. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Does that make me a bad person? That, yeah. Well, I mean, this whole movie makes us bad people, <laughs> honestly. No, I like the wood chipper purely because they <laughs> everything that has to happen after it, and um, Alan Tudyk's acting in that is the best. Yes, yeah. he's absolutely like. It makes zero sense to try and pull somebody out of a wood chipper after they've right. already gone in. Like, they're gone. I, they are absolutely yeah. gone. You didn't think um, his legs could have a nice, happy life? No. <laughs> <laughs> My dad actually has a similar wood chipper. I've seen stuff go through that for real, Oof. and it's, no, there's, no, you're done. You're absolutely done. And the fact that he sits there and tries to be a good guy and pull the guy out is so funny and so sad. And then when they make the decision to, like, go ahead and try and put him back in afterwards. (laughs) It's terrible. I like when they're discussing how they would um, tell the police, like, when they're saying that they should call the police and tell them that they've just discovered these kids have a suicide pact, like, how it would sound. And then when the police comes out there and they do try and tell them, it's like, I don't think so, guys. (laughs) I love it that... um, Tucker seems kind of unwitting about everything, or not unwitting, unwilling about everything. He doesn't want to call the college kids, like, to try and explain things, but he does it anyway. He doesn't want to talk to the cop, but he does it anyway. And he doesn't want to save poor Jangers when he's kidnapped by the college students, but he does it anyway ends up being like hurt for it and it's like you get the feeling that I I don't know Tucker's kind of an interesting character to me because as cute and sweet as Dale is Tucker's the one that he's very much got the hard exterior and he he loves Tucker or I mean he loves Dale and he'll do anything for Dale but at the same time he does a lot of mean stuff to Dale like incredibly mean stuff like he's constantly putting him down and like the whole thing when they were kids like Oh, yeah. Catching a frog. <laughs> just right. let you catch one. Yeah. Stuff like that. And it's like he has a, a, a major inferiority complex that he, yeah. he tries to solve by being mean to Dale. 
but deep down, it just all the little things that he does that he doesn't want to do, but he does specifically because Dale wants him to do it, mm-hmm. I think is really sweet and cute. Yeah, very endearing. So what what uh, what do you kind of want to rate this as? Do we even have a rating s- scale set up? No. We don't really have a rating scale, but like... Okay, so Gilmore Guys, one of my favorite podcasts, chooses something from uh, each episode of Gilmore Girls, and it's like uh, Pop-Tarts, like... This is like five out of five Pop Tarts or whatever. See, I was just thinking like, would you watch it again? That type of thing. Uh, or so much of like, uh, I feel like this movie, like I liked it. It didn't make my favorites, but I also see it being one of those movies that I randomly come back to. Mm. I just want something stupid, and like now that I've watched it, like I turn it on, and it slowly becomes a movie that becomes a favorite. I could see it being that. I could see me never watching it again, too. Okay. But I could see it slowly being one of those movies that becomes a kind of just a random favorite that I then, you know, like randomly quote and mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. You're not in love with it yet. I'm not in love with it yet, but I do think that it has potential staying power. Mm-hmm. Got it. Do you think this has kind of expanded your horizons? Like, do you think you're going to foray into uh, the horror comedy genre anymore? I've done that a little bit. Like, what will I ever like choose those movies? Probably not. Like that. There's other movies. Well, one, I don't do movies very much anymore <laughs> because there's so many great TV shows. Right. So when I do gravitate towards movies, it's very specific types, or it's old favorites, old comfort foods okay. that I just go back to over and over again. <laughs> But, I mean, I have watched other kind of horror comedy, Cabin in the Woods. Like, I have seen that. Yeah, like, you and that's know. very much like this movie. Right. We, we were talking about that. It's, it's. I feel like Cabin in the Woods is kind of like a, a cousin to this movie. I was yeah. going to say, yeah, and I, I like Cabin in the Woods better. Mm. But that has Bradley that's Woodford. That's interesting. Okay. And that was Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, so I did like Cabin in the Woods better, but it's kind of probably because some of the people connected to it just right. put a soft spot for it anyways and that's why I watched it because of the people who were connected to it okay okay um so last week we did the IT crowd Mm -hmm. Elizabeth have you watched any more of it oh no I haven't (laughs) I haven't I'm really bad at finishing (laughs) sometimes the last season of a tv show but I will get back to it eventually it sounds like I want to finish it at some point yeah I was gonna say it sounded like uh, when we recorded the other week that you kind of watched a butt ton of her already. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> I'm really close to Something you'll that. eventually go back to and stick with. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We're excited It'll definitely that. be something that I revisit, you know. Yeah. So I picked, Janelle's picked, so that means, Elizabeth, oh, you get to pick for next week. <laughs> Don't act like you didn't know. <laughs> I just forgot <laughs> So what are we watching, or what are we what are we doing for next week? Next week we're going to be watching um, Gossip Girls, Gossip Girl. Um, I'm really excited about it. I know Janelle's not excited, <laughs> not at all. I have my fingers <laughs> crossed that Ken's going to like it. Kristen Bell does voiceover, so I mean that's already a plus. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just encourage everybody to keep an open mind, you know. So and wa- we'll be watching the first five episodes, right? right? Yes. Um, so why are you making us watch it? Um, why are we watching it? Okay, so I think we're... Wa- I, I want everybody to watch it because I love it so much, okay? <laughs> like, they... Um, my favorite character... I don't want to get too much into all of that. 
Gossip Girl is a show that knows what it is, okay? It knows it's about high school. It knows it's about silly scandals. And I love shows that embrace what they are and just um, just go for it, I guess. And yeah. that's something that Gossip Girl really I can get on board with that. Um, and it's also, like, binge-worthy, you know? Yeah. Like, because of all these, like, little, like, uh, high school gossipy things, you just have... I feel like there's a you just have to know what's gonna happen next. And then there's a great ships. Like um Don't I've get never into the ships seen yet. I'm not gonna okay. get into the oh, for anybody it's like uh ships are like uh, I don't know how to explain the term ships. It's relationships Ship is, yeah. that you're, you're rooting for that couple. They might be together, they might not be together, mm-hmm. but the term ship, like you you ship them, you want them to get together. You want their relationship to set sail. Oh, that's good. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, and most of the time, writers sink your ships. And yeah. And then you yeah. cry tragically. And Gossip Girl is just one of those where they just play with the characters a lot and put to these couples and people together. So I really like those kind of shows where there's like a lot of people that you could root for getting together. Oh, and then there's characters that you like don't like. So like there's also like hate watching. The, the love to hate characters. <sighs> yes. I just love it, you know? <laughs> I do. So I just. That's why I think we, I was going to forcing you guys to watch it. And Josh Schwartz created it, right? Yeah. Um, who did the OC and um, Chuck, which are... Yeah, there's only one of those that I care about. Take a wild um, guess yeah. what it is. The Chuck. OC? No. <laughs> God, no. Um, maybe, maybe one day we make Janelle watch that. I oh think that if we do the OC, it should only be the fourth season. The fourth season's the best, but mm-hmm. anyway. The first season's a great season, too. But that's not what we're talking about right now. The the quote-unquote best of a worst show to watch, I I can respect that, I suppose. (laughs) I mean, I have a fantastic show. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway. Okay. Um, But so I think there's there's a good chance I'll like it because I I like both Chuck and the OC, which are totally different from each other and whatever. But but so I like the stuff that Josh Schwartz has done before and then Kristen Bell is voiceover and I love mm-hmm. Kristen Bell. So I just feel like it's going to be like a much richer version of my high school which makes me have a little bit of PTSD flashbacks going mm-hmm. on. But we will see. I don't know. Maybe I'll enjoy hating the people so much that I'll have a lot to say. Uh, I'm at least open to that. Okay. You're at least open to hating it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't really any different than what you thought before. <laughs> right. But now you have a little bit more information. <laughs> and depending on how, how entertaining Janelle is with shows she uh, hates, might be depending on how many shows might, she that has to watch a, that she'll hate. That, that might be a separate podcast <laughs> unto itself. Janelle hates stuff. Let's talk about it. All right. Well, thanks for listening with us, guys. Yeah, thank you for Yay. joining us.